Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening, and I couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics—they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller. My shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions, and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions. I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. It was great to walk on the slightly stupid tour bus and meet Miles Doty straight away. See, money was there too. He joins in a few different times. You know how it is when you meet people and everything is cool. That's exactly how it was for me, and that makes for good talk. This was recorded March seventeenth, two thousand thirteen, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Listen in. Hey, you know what? I, what I'm getting from the new record is, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe backwards too, right? Do, do you think the world is is messed up in some way? I mean, I think uh, no matter what, regardless if it's our generation or generations before us, there's always going to be that certain like tribulation in the world, you know, certain problems that are going on. Obviously, would the world be a better place if everyone just got along and yeah, did right. things for mankind? Of right. course. But that's also the dream that everyone's just going to sure. have in their sleep. And and I mean, I, I think for us, like lyrically, as far as, you know, with this new album, I think just we're, we're growing up, you know, we've been... You know, we're, we're starting to get, you know, into our, you know, 30s, mid 30s. And, you know, we've been in the band almost two decades. And I just think as as like an artist and and, and as a person and, and and just a musician in general, it's like you grow up, you know, you're not just like that punk rock kid. You're not the, yeah. you know, and, and you experience things in life that that, you know, it's, it's reflecting in the music. Yeah, but but you were right about a, a little bit of this stuff a while ago, though, weren't you? I mean, about the way the world is. I guess not the way you think it ought to be. Well, yeah, I mean, that's different than messed up. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like to think of it. I'm a positive kind of person, so I don't yeah, really right. like to think of the world as messed up. Obviously, there's a lot of of crazy things that that are that are wrong with the world, and and just in other countries, and even in our own country today, just from the poverty standpoint and and whatnot, there is enough really in the world for everyone to have a piece of the action, and that's 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 where I think, in in my mind, is is the way that people should look at it. Yeah, but. You know the biggest problem in the world is greed. You know what yeah. I mean, and and it's always that handful of people that that take it all, and you know, and they don't leave enough for everyone else. So, yeah, I I, I can bitch about that too, but I think I'm just afraid that if that pile of money were in front of me, I'd go mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm afraid I would do. I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I'm any better than any quote unquote politician or anybody else who's greedy out there. So yeah, I mean, I I just think it depends on where your heart is at the time. You know, yeah, for right. me, like I don't like to see people suffering. I think it's you know, if I have a dollar in my pocket, I'm going to give you fifty cents. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like I'm going to give you half of what I got, and it's like, and that's just the way I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that there's always enough for everybody. 
So, so do you get involved in charitable stuff around home, or? Well, yeah. I mean, just in general, we do charities every every single year. We try to do a few, yeah. whether it's you know for the you know we do like the you know for the hungry children. We do stuff oh, for like cool. the firefighters. We do stuff for like the you so know cool. the wounded warriors project, Rock for the Fallen. You know, we do as much as we can, just because we're blessed. I mean, the life that we have, honestly, is like it, you really can't ask for a better life. We get to play music hang out with right. our best friends and see the world and you know it, right it doesn't really get better than that so slightly blessed might be the, <laughs> the next incarnation right yeah no doubt <laughs> uh so talk to me about the title track top of the world i i, I guess I, I think the first thing i said to you right was i just think music can can get inside of us and make and lift us yeah of course i mean in general i that track actually kind of just speaks about like the way it is just around you when you're at the top, when you're in the middle, when you're at the bottom yeah. and the kind of people that surround, you know, whether you surround them by yourself or they, they're just there. It's just kind of like an up and down of, of, of the way life is. And, and the ones that are there, you know, really pretty much who really loves you when the ones that are there, when you're low, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know, that's what right. it comes down to. Like there's those people that are, Oh man, I'm here for you right now, but they see you with the nice things. You got the bus and you got the amenities right. and whatnot. But it's just that's just kind of our you know our outlook and our reflection about it. Do you think music somehow is, is has some sort of magical quality to it? Music in general? Yeah, just that it gets in, it almost can feed the soul. You know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you just said it best right there. Music does feed the soul. Yeah. I mean, when you wake up, when I wake up in the morning, these guys wake up in the morning. Anybody, it's 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 like. We're, we're always playing music you know we live through it and music is what if you're feeling down you put music on when you're happy you put music on it's like it's something that just it it brings out everything that could be good inside you it just brings it to that level you know what i'm saying and it kind of eases your mind yeah you know when i'm when i'm sitting there chilling and you're listening to a certain track it can kind of either make you smile or frown or you know in between so i to me i think it's i mean that's that's life yeah, music yeah. is life so it isn't a 1942 Ford pickup. Oh well, I love my 42 Ford pickup. <laughs> and it can Come on. lift you up and make you feel. That you know what? I got that truck when I was 16 years old. My dad bought it for me, like on a farm in Northern California. Right. He bought it for like 500 bucks, and it was just like a rust bucket. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to um, refinish it and get it all restored um, these last few years. And now it's it's beautiful, and it's it, it's an everyday driver. Now, will you will you put a wrench on it yourself, or do you? I've had to do a couple things minor, but yeah. no, not really. I mean, I've I've done stuff on cars back in the day, but with that, I I brought it to a place and just had them do everything. It's, you know, I just feel more comfortable. I don't I don't trust my skills that much. I mean, I've rebuilt an engine before with a couple guys, yeah, yeah. and and the and it ran fine, but I was still really nervous. You know, it wasn't like the best. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the best workmanship. <laughs> <laughs> but do they make what what has to be made when you need a new mirror for that? Do they? Does somebody out there make? custom parts for antique automobiles or something yeah you have to go, you i mean basically you can just google websites and they have different things but what's what kind of sucks is that the 42 was really hard to find parts for oh, because it? there was literally only 200 of them made right um all production was stopped because of the war right, so yeah. it pretty much it it halted and that was it and you know and, and the trucks weren't made for a few years after that so right. it was kind of difficult that's that's why it took a couple years to restore finding the, finding the right pieces and everything. And so what what is original that's on it? I um, mean, like the bench well, seat had, couldn't be, could it, or is it? Well, the, the seat is original, but I had it reupholstered. Reupholstered, yeah. like I kept all the original. So the springs aspects. in it are still yeah, yeah. yeah make the squeaky noises. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I love man. that, man. 
<clears throat> that's all original. I had to change out the motor just because, uh, honestly, it was like an old flathead V8 max speed, like 30, 35 miles an hour. You started it in second gear. You know what I mean? It was just one of those kind of things like, uh, you know, if I want to drive this every day, I want to be able to, right. you know, step on the gas. and Get now it up, the, now get it it up just, to 50. Oh, this thing goes about 95. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds like the ultimate summer vehicle. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You got a sound system in it, I hope? No, 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 Seriously? no. Seriously? Old school. Just no AM system. radio? There, there's nothing in there. Nothing in there? Nothing. Did they not have radios in the cars then? Uh, I don't know if they had a radio in it back then on 42 or not. That would have been a serious upgrade. You want a radio in that car? Okay. I don't. I don't want it. I like it just the way it is because it. It's like you don't need distractions when you're driving that kind of car. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like these new plastic cars you drive today. Like that's a a beautiful solid steel machine. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if someone even nicks it, you're gonna want to go nuts. Sure. You know. So it's kind of like to me, you just eyes on the road, right. cruise, and, and let you know the old guys in the neighborhood give you the thumbs up when you cruise around. Right. So do you have to find regular gasoline, or does it burn unleaded? No, it's unleaded. Yeah, okay. I switched all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I wondered, because I, I know that some of the older Yeah, no, the- we, we switched it all out in general. Even when I had the old flathead in there, we switched that out just because, yeah. just, I mean, trying to find regular leaded is yeah, would pretty be, much impossible. You'd have to have a <laughs> can of lead or something to pour in there, right? Yeah. All right, man, back to music, because that's sort of why I'm here, right? And that's, that, right. and that's why you're here. That's right. <laughs> Not that the 42 Ford pickup isn't going isn't gonna to keep our souls lifted. But Devil's Door, I, I thought, is, is somebody in, in drug addiction land there? No, it's kind of more like almost like the, the, the story of like the, the, the pimp and the prostitute and the, and the pusher. You know, it's just more of just like a general story. It's not necessarily okay. someone, you know, someone that I know or one of us in the band. It's just... Uh, Something I wrote when I was younger, it was just kind of like, uh, like I said, it was my view as far as like the life of the, the pimp, the, the prostitute and the pusher. But do you think that it's, do you think that all, all those people are looking for a more meaningful life? I mean, I think uh, everyone's looking for a means to, to, <clears throat> to success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just being able to lift yourselves out of a certain environment. I don't think yeah. a girl grew up in her mind thinking you know what, I'm going to be a prostitute. You know what I mean? Right, I, don't, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that that was generally what they were planning on being. But honestly, it, it's something that, you know, it, it, gets, it gets those certain few by that have to do it, and, and it is what it is. I mean, I can't, I can't really, uh, you know, yeah. look down on it because it's not something that I've had to experience. You know what I'm saying? It's more something that... It's more like survival mode, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and right. I mean, so obviously you get the few that it, that really maybe love to do it. I don't know, but I think more of it's survival mode. Maybe a lot of it's you know issues with the with the folks or whatever. But I mean, the pimp. I I, I think for him, I think that's just a way of life. Like that's just something that they've yeah. aspired to be. Like certain, you know, sometimes yeah. in in cultures, like being the pimp is is the you know the way to be and. And and the pushers and the users, that's honestly just a way of life and being a product of your environment. You can't yeah. really – a lot of times you could be the most talented, you know, nicest kid in the world, but you're also a product of your environment. If you're stuck somewhere but you yeah. can't get out of, you know, if you're – it's just unfortunate, but that's the, the way it is in, in the world that we live in today. Yeah. So then, uh, then I'm going to jump to Serious Man because I – I think that's trying to live a life and in, and enjoying it. Well, that's actually a cover song for, oh, uh, by Donovan. Yeah, oh, dude, and it's a reggae it. artist, and and honestly, that song just it it makes us smile when we play it. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's kind of like an uplifting, moving song, and 
and just life realization. Yeah, yeah. So the two songs that I really uh, latched into were Way You Move and Rhythm Streets. Starting off the conversation with You Think the World's Messed Up. Those two songs there, I think, are talking about where the world's messed up and whether you're searching for some rightness, I think, that you're looking at way and way you move or you're standing up for it in Rhythm Streets, right? Well, I mean, I think like in uh, like in Rhythm Streets, it's it's telling you, you know, follow the music and it'll 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 open up your mind and your soul. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's 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 generally what what I speak in, in that particular song. And obviously it's touching on the fact of look around the world and you see that there's a lot of suffering and a lot of setbacks, a lot of problems and, and things that need to be resolved and, and, yeah. and brought out and even out into the light where people can see it. You know, there's so much things going on that we're so led by the media that we have here in the United States. Right. It's actually very blind to what's really going on in the world. Like right on, man. we travel all over the world. So we see their media and what's really going on over right. there. Not, not right. the, the the actually like more you could almost say it's the G version delivered to the United States because wow. we they don't they don't show us anything like you it was a trip when we were in Europe we're looking at the news going like Jesus Christ you know like wow this is what's going on over here and, and you turn on the news here it's like well it's all just flowers and you know rainbows and sunny skies over wow. there rather than you know wow. rather than reality so I mean I don't know it's just uh, I don't know. That's life, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you aren't the first one to sing "Everyone Open Your Eyes," but or write it or whatever. But because I've, I guess I, I guess I wonder if we really want to open our eyes, though. I don't think and so. I, I don't know if that's an American saying that or if that's just a human being. But talk to me, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think uh, sometimes people are happier living in the bubble than mm. than actually sticking their head out, going like, uh, I can actually, you know, yeah, experience what's going on out mm-hmm. there. But it's it's. People are, are are nervous and scared about it, which is sad. It's it's kind of funny how like just even in our own like system of our you know two party government that we have, yeah. like both parties are completely wrong for the country. Just in our general, our government doesn't really take care of our own people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And mm-hmm. for me, it's it's just that kind of situation where they just they follow for no reason. They're just saying yes to this particular person because they have that amount of you know media attention or whatever they're saying you have to be a republican you have to be a democrat yeah. rather than voting for the you know the the c monies or the ron pauls or the, <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying just a regular right. just regular guys you know yeah. voting for yourself or whatever someone that could actually like hey i'm gonna make a difference like uh-huh. wouldn't you like to see some of your money that you work hard for like if right. you work 100 hours a week and you make so-and-so dollars do you think the government should be able to take almost 50 percent of that you mm-hmm. know what i mean like right. for what you know like right. what are they doing really to help you yeah. you know that's what that's what yeah. i want to know well just jump into the track work then right i mean I, I think part of what you're talking about is i think the reason i pay less attention to quote-unquote what's going on out there is because i'm working my butt off so hard to make it that i don't have time and i've got again whatever's in my bubble i've got to take care of and that takes up 24 hours you know, so something about this working hard to succeed thing, and specifically that track, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I just think that's embedded in people's head since they're little kids, though. When you work hard, good things are going to happen from it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? In general. It doesn't always work that way. I mean, I know guys that right, yeah. work 80 hours a week and still barely make money, but sure. they have to because they have right. a couple kids at home or whatever. But I, right. think, I think in general, just you have to find peace in your mind mm. if you want to be happy in life. It doesn't matter if you're 
digging holes, being a garbage man, being a musician, a politician. If you're at peace with yourself, you're going to live a good life. Mm. If you're going to, if you're always looking at the greener grass down the street, it's your life is you're going to be upset because there's certain things, regardless, that all men are capable of getting to, mm-hmm. and. And it's like, you just have to set your sights and be happy with what you have. If you can get more, get it. But you can't always be down on yourself saying like, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. Because you know what? You wake up in the morning and the sun is shining, you're already blessed. So, Dude, I don't tweet that much, but I tweeted today when I read something called comparison. Comparison is like a thief of happiness. And I thought that was so true, and it's by somebody named Laura Williams. I've never heard of her before. I just read it today, and I went, that is exactly it. When I start thinking about who's over here, and if I've got as much as them, all of a sudden I start, my happiness and joy or whatever's inside of me that should be thriving starts getting squashed. Yeah. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> Did I, I got a perfect story, actually, because uh, we went over this person's house, and, and they had, like, live-in chef. Four housekeepers, like <laughs> yard, you know, living yard people, whatever, on the beach, and you're just kind of sitting there going, I'll probably never get this, but this is like, you know, you walk in there just going, like, Oh my God, what right. does it feel to live like this? You know, I mean, we're, don't get me wrong, like, I'm very blessed with the life that I have, so I'm, right. I'm, I'm a happy guy. But when you walked into that, I had never really walked into someone's house that was like that, you know, it was right. a mansion, you know, on the beach and you're just right. like jesus man right and I, I told my wife i was like we need to get out of here i was like we, we gotta go <laughs> well i would say that every time i see some monstrosity i'll go well i know i'll never get there so i almost don't compare myself to that yeah yeah but i almost compare myself to whoever's two doors down if they've got whatever whether even if it's you have a you know the newer iphone than i have right it's little things like that 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 just sort of suck my soul somehow and i don't they, those are little vanities man that you don't really need though even though we drive if you didn't have your phone for one day right you'd just be like oh, i know i can't get my email i can't get my text i can't get my you know i'd say i don't know dude I, yeah i guess i guess we're all looking for for how we want to live right and this technological terror we've created <laughs> technological terror uh is that a lyric in a song that's Should- actually from star wars they're talking about the death star this te- and they say that? This yeah. Te- oh, really? And that's yeah. in the original Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, like, what, 35 years ago? <laughs> and now I'm just catching on. There you go, Frank. I'm, I'm happy. Well, then maybe I jump to just thinking, right? That that life is a journey and we're searching for purpose along it, along the line, right? Yeah, man. I, uh, that Sweet. song basically, it, not only is it a journey, it's, it's to me, just like the old-fashioned saying, love makes the world go round. Yeah. You know, and that's for real. You know how you, you see a difference in the news from from continent to continent do you see a difference in love from continent to continent you know what i i mean i i think so i but i i still f- i feel like the love is 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 there you right. know like when we when we tour tour over europe or down in south america japan australia it's like the, the people are there and they're going crazy even if they don't speak the language they're singing the songs mm-hmm. so you know that your music is reaching them which you know you read on the news and it's like we could be at battle with these certain leaders in certain countries or the u.s is doing this in their country but you get there and they and they just want to hang out with you and and you know have a drink and and talk about music and life and and everything that you're doing so it's i mean yeah living the dream you know 
I guess what frustrates me is that for as long as I've been alive, there's been a gazillion songs about love, and we're still searching for it, and there's still not enough of it out there, you know? It's the endless journey. Is that what it is? Yeah, yin and yang. There's always going to be balance, you know, and you just got to find what you can in the pocket because there's always going to be a dark side. There's always going to be a light side, and that's the balance. You're never going to want all happiness because you would lose sight of what happiness truly is. Got to get sick to feel what healthiness is. You know? but, but don't we want to be healthy or more loving 95% of the time and let the 5% out? You know no, what I mean? Rather because be- crying to me, is, is it, it does balance you out. You know, I, my grandfather was an undertaker, so I think I've, I learned wow. about death early on, but as a yeah. very natural part that's going to happen to all of us, and everything dies, but death is what gives you life and it's just part of that whole cycle and i lived with this cat's so really believed in that a lot and mm. it's got to be right down the middle 50 50 i've always sort of thought about the uh the idea that i wonder if i wonder if i live my life more fully now because i know there's an end because if there was no end would i just go you know what i'll catch slightly stupid 400 years from now totally yeah i'd be lazy as heck you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> You got to know the sand is going through that hourglass, and it's like, right. hey, make hay while the sun shines. That's that's real. Life could definitely be longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, right? I'm not, like, in a hurry to, you know, come to an end. Like, now that I'm 35, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, you have to be realistic. And, you know, if you've lived to 80, then you've really, you've kind of exceeded expectations. And, and well, Yeah, what's funny to me, though, is I, I know there's an end, but I can tell you right now, well, there's... I know I'm going to be here tomorrow, but I don't know I'm going to be here tomorrow. But I'm living like I'm going to be here tomorrow. It's no big whoop. I, you of know, course. it's a weird dichotomy that I I know there's an end, but well, I'll be the one who you know magically gets to 140 years of age and still shooting <laughs> hoops when I'm 130 or whatever. You know, I don't know, dude. No, I I, I hear you. I, I think the same way. I mean, honestly, the body is like is is pretty amazing. The fact yeah. that I mean, we really don't know anything about it. You know, even though there's doctors that. Right. You know, extend life or right. do some surgeries and things, but when a real when a real thing is kicking in, it's tough to fight it. You know, we we've, we've all had family members that have been victims to cancer and things, and and uh, it's just something that you yeah. know, Mother Nature and the way the world is. It, when you do wake up, it really is 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 a blessing. Yeah, I'll say that my mom gave me a great gift and her deathbed. It was like she just started saying, "I'm kind of looking forward to whatever's on the next." horizon and i thought so i can say to you that i'm not afraid to die right now but also i don't have some catastrophic illness inside of me that i know of yeah yeah. and i wonder if i would if my entire aura would change if i was told i have cancer tomorrow and i've got four months to live or would i embrace it and go okay i don't know i yeah. just don't know i so. think you're in it i think anyone's initial reaction would be freak out right. you know what i mean like I'm not going to do what you all think I'm going to do is freak out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That whole thing, right? (laughs) No, but I I think that it all comes back to being at peace with yourself. Like at some point you're going to have to cross that bridge. You know what I mean? And and you're going to have to be, whether it tomorrow, whether it 40 years from now, you know, you're going to have to find that within yourself that way. Because eventually you're going to have to go meet your maker. I mean, I'm not trying to be religious, but I'm a believer that there's someone out there. So, you know. You're gonna it, when you're on your deathbed. I think even I've I've heard some elders speak of when they're on their deathbed. They see they have this moment of clarity where right. they you know they know they're going to a better place. It's almost like a ah, like it's right. almost like a soothing thing. And and you right. know my my great grandfather 
passed away at like 90 years old. Um, I don't know. It might've been five years ago, maybe, maybe six years ago. And, and honestly, I, I really couldn't cry because it, it's not that I wasn't sad because he lived such a blessed life. Like right. he, he lived to be 90 years old. You know what I'm right. saying? Like most people never reach that, right. that feat, you know? And, and it's kind of like he had such a big family. Everyone loved him. He was kind of that, that voice when he walked in the room, everyone was just like, you know, just stare and go, right. Yeah, yes, Pampa. You know, that's right. like, <laughs> right. And that, that kind of power, I think, you know, and he was, he was at peace and, you know, he knew his time was coming. He was getting sick and it was like, you know, he talked to me and was just like, you know, he's like, I'm ready. He's like, I made my peace. I'm ready to right. go be with the Lord and, yeah. and take my next journey. And it was, I was like, wow. Yeah. I just always hope that we live life so fully that if it's you at 35 or it's him at 90 you go i did everything i could do in the time i was given <laughs> that's about all i can well we tried <laughs> <laughs> it's all about kids man i have a couple kids and that's that's really what the it's next true. the next step is is once you have that you know like when i wake up in the morning my daughter runs in my room and is, is like hey daddy you know you're just like kind of like you're forced to wake up with that smile you're just like I know, oh dude. that's so that pocket of energy that you get first thing it's like you don't need coffee you know that's like that's your eye opener yeah dude energy and love and that is when i think i discovered what unconditionalness meant is because i know now that i will love my kids no matter what yeah no, matter, no what. matter what it's crazy you know become serial killer still love that kid <laughs> <laughs> that's totally what my dad said to me as a little kid he's like you know you could kill people but i'll still love you no matter what and that, that, I, I don't have kids yet but I'm starting to understand it a little bit. Right. I get. I guess why I love New Day is because I always, like you said, when you wake up and your daughter's running in your room, it's a new day. Oh man, that song just makes me smile. I mean, you can't really. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm happy with the whole the way the whole record turned out. Right. I mean, for us as a band, I feel like there's so much growth and just lyrically, you know what I'm saying. I think just in the initial, you know, we've been a band almost 19 years and. And the initial stage, obviously, I mean, we talked about every sort of party and whatnot you can do, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think just now that we've had more of like really a grasp on what life is really like, it reflects in the music, you know what I mean? It reflects in everything that came out. I mean, you can tell that we've started families and you can tell right. the experiences that we had right, just right. by by lyrically and and just in the music, the way the music, before the lyrics were even on there, you could, you know, you could feel the vibe. Yeah, yeah. So can I talk about uh, the bongs you have sitting around here? Sure. Would you like to hit it? No, man. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we like uh, the glass-on-glass glass pieces. Um, we work with this company called Goat Glass, and uh, they're out of Southern California. Really, really cool guys. They make great pieces. And is and everything in here medicinal? Then medicinal marijuana? Then it might as well be. Might as well. It's all medicinal. I mean, I I wake up sometimes. My my neck hurts. My back hurts shoulders so sure i get my plays on <laughs> see because i'm still trying to uh balance it because like if my kids started wanting to smoke i'd go i don't think that's good for you now you know i mean so uh, now, I'm, now i'm on the other and uh, now i'm on the other side it's like nah i want to care about how they're going to drive of course you know all that stuff so talk to me well you know as a parent myself like first of all i'd be a hypocrite to tell my kid that they couldn't do it but I would also tell them they have to be responsible when they're doing it. Right. You know, like if you're if you're a kid that that is is trying trying marijuana for the first time or getting high, whatever you want to call it, and you're a straight A student, 
it's hard for me to say you know you can't do that right, you know what right. i mean because right. i'm tired of seeing the commercials on television where you know the kid is in the dad's office with his buddy and he shoots him with a gun and they say look what happens when you smoke marijuana <laughs> right, and it's yeah, like right. give me a break how about the friggin prescription drugs that the, the oh, government yeah. prescribes yeah. to people or the pharmaceutical companies in general sure. but i'm just saying it's like to me i don't know man it's yeah it's it's, it's kind of a joke See, I, I just don't know anymore, right? I mean, I, I don't... I, I think marijuana should be legalized. I have no problem with that. It's just that because it's not. Yeah. That's the only reason that I go, that I would freak out going, you don't even want to get caught with that, man. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. I just think it's it's kind of so extreme. Like, they use, like, you know, that that so-called war on drugs. You know, the right. money they, they spend billions, not just like $100 right. million. Dollars. Right, right. They're spending a billion dollars on the war on drugs. And it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. They they said like ninety percent of like the the arrests are like for petty charges of of, of herb. You know what right. I mean? Like it's not like people are they're not arresting the big time guys that are pushing the hundred tons of a bud. They're they're arresting the little pushers and the little right. the, the little guys. It doesn't mean anything. You know right. what I'm saying? It, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And and the tax revenue that you can get a loan if you I taxed that, it I've like that, right. look what they tax on alcohol. It's crazy. I think they tax like. 60% or more of the bottle before it even sells. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. And yeah. even cigarettes. And it's and then, but do the math, like, how many people die a year from alcohol-related deaths? How many people die a year from, like, the lung cancer and tobacco-related deaths? How many people die a year from, or, right. zero. Right. Zero. Right. You know what I mean? Most people that are in the DUIs, it's not because they're high, it's because they, maybe they were drunk and then they smoked a B, but... They were drinking. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like re- it's it's right. kind of ludicrous to sit here and say that herb is what's causing the problems when the legal drugs that they're, you know, the pills they prescribe you, the alcohol they let you drink, the cigarettes yeah. they let you smoke. Right. It's like those are killing altogether up to a million people a year, and it's kind of crazy right. to to think to think <laughs> otherwise. You, just so you know, I'm. It's just totally out of curiousness, right? And and dadness, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so is it legal in some countries? Honestly, they're even trying to shut it down in, in Amsterdam. So yeah, they, did. they shut, it down, <laughs> they shut they? it down. Yeah. Well, see, that's where I, I. Now I'm saying to you. Now I'm going into dad mode for you guys, right? Don't you freak out once in a while when you're crossing borders and getting on planes and stuff? I mean, well, we don't carry it on us when we're going on airplanes and stuff. You know what I mean? I I think it's we don't bring attention to ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're not just sitting here leaving windows open, blowing smoke everywhere, right, right, and, right, right. and right. you know driving down the street with a, right. you know, some sort of logo on the side of our bus and slightly stupid like come pull us over. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's you got to be smart about it. You know what I mean? We're not exploiting it. We're not trying to say go do this, do that. For us, we enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We see a value to legalizing it. Right. We see the value in in um, having it used for medical purposes. Right. Honestly, I just had hernia surgery, and the painkillers they gave me didn't do anything. I smoked my herb. I felt great. Okay. And that's a fact. I mean, I'm a, someone that, that, that uses it recreationally. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I've used it a long time. And... For me to get pills that could be addictive, right, right, sure. If I was to continue taking them, I didn't take them. I took them for a few days, put them away, right. Stuck to my herb, and honestly, it was it made me feel ten times better. Dude, I'm I'm totally with you, fully on prescription drugs. They make me crazy. Yeah, they're nuts. I mean, the the amount of people that that end up in the lowest places because they are so 
just because a doctor just prescribed, you know, two bottles of Vicodin or whatever. Yeah, you know? the wrong things, yeah. though, too. And, and quite honestly, to get you through pain, you probably didn't even need that, yeah. right? I mean, just because it's so over over the top. But it's, it's the easiest thing to do, and they get them through the office a little bit quicker and stuff it, like that. It's so just, it's sad, though, just because you see, I mean, they when I was a kid, they weren't giving all these kids pills. You know, if a kid had autism, he wasn't autistic. He was just weird. Right. You know what I mean? Like right, right. when we were kids, that's what it was like. And those kids right. seem to, to make it. And it's like, to me, like now that, you know, they're so quick to give the kids the Ritalin, the Adderall, the, the, right, right. you know, kids when they get in, I don't know how kids are getting Oxycontin, but kids are getting that crap. It's like, right, I know. why would you prescribe heroin? Like Oxycontin yeah. is just a lower base of heroin. Right, it's like yeah. you prescribe that to people for what? No, dude, I talked to Brent you know? Smith about it, and he was, Brent Smith was, like, pissed at himself, really. I don't know if maybe it was somebody else, but he was pretty honest about getting stuck on Oxycontin just because he needed it for through some surgery or something, and all of a sudden, you know, you need it, as a couple people have said, just to try to feel normal, and then you get stuck. And that's, then you get, I mean, to me, that's why herbs are so important. Okay, no, all right, but no, but, but this goes full circle. Okay, I joined uh, Sally Stupid in 2006. When yeah. I joined the band, it was pretty much like, wow, these guys are like my long-lost soul brothers. Like, I grew up on the East Coast. My, ba- my dad is a Vietnam-era vet, though, who's mm-hmm. diabetic. He smokes. You know, he always has. My mom, unfortunately, battles alcoholism and, and oh, wow. has lineage yeah. of that in her family. Yeah. And I've seen firsthand the results of all that. You know, and, and when you talk about the, the yin and the yang and that the fifty fifty and what you really need to go through, pain is really meant to just basically help you along in the healing process. Right. So that you know, I, I messed up my foot in Japan and I didn't take any painkillers other than smoking some herb. And that pain let me know how much weight I could put on it until the day came I put more weight. It's like we have to accept more of what is the actual roller coaster of life and not just numb the pain numb the pain numb the pain oh you don't like the discomfort here's something for that no go through the discomfort because you're there's something on the other side like yeah but wait go ahead you got something there's something you said that because like the first week of this tour literally i had just got my surgery a week before wow so you went out a week after well i had no i had no choice the surgery i was supposed to get it in the middle of in the beginning of february and it didn't work out Uh, i got it march 1st we had the first show on the 6th and it was like a major surgery. It was gnarly. Yeah. I was disabled, like disabled, disabled. But I didn't drink the whole first week because I knew if I drank, there's no way I'd be able to heal properly because mm-hmm. I'd be doing stuff that I couldn't feel because oh, right, of the alcohol. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? And, you know, so I stayed off the liquor while the wound healed. Right, right. Otherwise, I'd have been doing my usual moving around and. I would have opened it back up, and it would have just poured out, and it would have been bad. <laughs> but but aren't but aren't you aren't you slightly huh, numbing yourself when when you're smoking herb? Yes, and here's the thing: I know plenty of people who don't need anything at all. But like my uncle is a prime example of that, and you mm-hmm. know what? He, he like works out to the point of where working out is like his drug. Yeah, Everybody right. yeah. has something that it is. I'm with you, man. And I'll at least give it to my dad. He used to say this: He's like, you got a roof over your head, you got food on your plate. He never got so high that he would like say things he didn't mean or do things that he did not have any control over. If anything. He forgot my birthday one year. That's probably the worst of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was yeah. he had called right back and was like, I think it's your birthday today, and I'm really sorry about that. And I was like, right. all good, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's an old man at this point, so it's okay. And 
again, think about prohibition of, of alcohol. Right. You know, what, what made them decide that that was a bad decision? There was violence. There was terrible, like, low-grade liquor that the FDA was not able to regulate. The taxes weren't done. And right now, this current generation of Americans is striving for... A, a real approach to legalizing marijuana. They want to pay the taxes on a federal and a state and a local level. Mm -hmm. They want to get involved with America producing a product that the entire world would want. Just like France has wine and Italy has wine and Germany has beer. Mm -hmm. We grow the best marijuana in the world in America. <laughs> I Trust me, brother. I haven't <laughs> been to Africa, but I can say for the rest of the whole piece and everywhere right. I've ever been... It's right in Southern California mostly, but these other states are coming along. Well, I just think that, um, again, I'm t you're talking to a guy who doesn't smoke at all, right? And I barely drink, but it's it's all just where I'm at, right? I mean, right. It's, no, it's all groovy. Right, right, exactly. But I, I guess I want you to, um, like, w when you've got to be um, intense about something, don't you want to be level-headed? Like, no herb, nothing. Like, whether, oh, yeah, whether yeah, it's a, yeah. I'm saying record contract or just taking care of your kids right you know what i mean that's that's where i'm at i'm that's what i'm questioning no for sure what it is i think and i'll just i'll pass this off but it's it's about the choice in yeah. this country it's right or wrong it's not right to drink but it's right. legal and it's up to you to make that choice in a free society that's all we want you know i got you i got you anything to add my my miles friend I mean, honestly, just like in in terms of your regards to like being a parent or or father obviously you you know, I don't just sit on my couch and smoke bees when my kids are s sitting there watching TV. You know, I don't even I don't even smoke weed in my house. You know what I mean? It's kind of like there's a there's a place to hide and get away and do right. that. But you know, when my kids are up and cruising, you know, I'm trying to you know you you want to be on the on the straight and and and, and level. You know what I well, mean? Well, you, you know, know, it's funny because Aaron Lewis from Stain when I was asking him about it, and he's like, "Dude, I do this because I want to escape because I can't stand life out here." And I thought that is as honest as you could get. If you just want to escape life. I just don't want to escape life. I'm just afraid if I if I decide to escape life, then I won't. Then I'll just go too deep. And then I don't. That's my that's my fear for fright. I don't think you escape life. I think that's. I don't really agree with that answer. I think more Maybe of it's it's, it's an e it's an ease of mind. Okay. You know, it, yeah. all it is is an ease of mind. Like it it sometimes like, you know. I enjoy smoking herbs, so I'm going to continue to do so. I don't see it as a negative. Like it doesn't affect my life in a negative way. Some days, if you smoke too much herb, you may not be as motivated as you need to be. But right. you know that's just the way it's going to roll. See, that I'm afraid day. I'd be four thousand pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh dude. yeah, there's definitely a snackathon that goes on every now and then. But <laughs> I mean, I think I think as long as as you can maintain your life and and your responsibilities, right. that's 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 my point. Like. Like, you know, I, I coach high school wrestling on the off-season from nice. November to February, and I've, awesome. I've done it for five years, and, and I used to wrestle there in the 90s. My dad coaches. My dad just resigned at his school and came over to coach with me and my friend nice. uh, this nice. year, and my little brother is a freshman, and so he's on the team. And, and you know, like, and I have kids, not necessarily on the team, but I'm at the school, and you see kids, you can obviously know kids are getting high. You know what I mean? You yeah. can tell there's the Spicolis at the school, and and the whatnots right. and, and but are you selling to them no That's give me a you, oh, yeah. come on no 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 like hey, the assistant even, wrestling coach is so cool no no they even like uh like when the season begins like after the first week they're not really allowed to talk about what's going on with the band and whatnot like they know kids come in but once it's i mean wrestling season is no joke well, wrestling's like the hardest well, sport wrestlers in the world are no joke man yeah so like for me it's like 
once that first week is over with, it's just nose to the grind and, and we teach our kids the values and, and whatnot. And, and we talk to them like men though, at the same time, you know, because we've been there, like me and my uh, partner that we took over the team five years ago, we've been friends since we were five years old and, and we grew up together and, and we've done all the bad shit and we've done all the stuff that, you know, the good and the bad, we've done it all. And, and we explain it to them like that because a lot of times you're at school and teachers, they treat you like, you know, it's almost like a law, the law, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like they're the police and you're the, you know, you're the criminal or whatever. And, right. and you, if you, if you treat, regardless, if you treat someone like a man or, you know, a young lady, whatever, you treat them with respect and you treat them like they have some sort of well, head yeah. on their shoulder, you'd yeah. be amazed at what happens. You know what I mean? And, and I even tell, you know, kids just going like, you know, there's a time and a place, you know, if you're going to do this shit, don't do it during your season. You know what I mean? Don't do it and go to school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be smart. You know, don't have your dad come down here saying, "I think my son's smoking pot." Right. What should I do? You know, like, right. you know, right. you you just have to be smart and and you have to get your shit done. And that's that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? If if you're gonna if you're gonna dope up and you're failing, then maybe you shouldn't be doping up. You know? Yeah. Did you see the movie Win Win? Yes, I did. So just imagine if someone was trying to hold your head underwater. <laughs> Would you try to get up, or are you gonna let them kill you? <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, there's some s- some great leaders out there, and a lot of them were, were wrestlers. It's amazing, yeah. If you start looking into that, but I guess I always thought when I was in, when I was in school is wrestlers could always kick my ass, <laughs> no matter what. I just they seemed like tough, and I got down a wrestling mat once or twice in gym class. I was never going to be a wrestler, man. It just did not. I could not get it. Well, the thing is, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's, it's it's all it's almost like a lifelong self-defense you know what i'm saying like yeah, you, yeah, you can, yeah your yeah. reaction is you know you you can respond to what others are doing faster than what they can do of what you're doing you know what right. i'm saying like as a wrestler you know the, the greatest move in the world is a double leg takedown and mm-hmm. most people regardless if they ch- attack you they always charge mm-hmm. which leaves their hips and their and their Mm. You know, everything wide open. You wrestled in high school, did you? Yeah, I wrestled yeah. since I was a kid. I'm, I've been a part of it my whole life, so it's yeah, it's something that I think just mentally, mentally, it just prepares you for life. My dad had this saying that I still live by. It's called. It just says, "Who holds you down?" And it doesn't even apply just for wrestling. Yeah, it applies for life. And and honestly, I tell this to my kids still. I I say it every single week, and I repeat it. And they always ask why I keep saying the same story. And I was like. I was like, I keep saying it because eventually you're going to believe it and you're not going to be held down, whether it's on the mat or whether, you know, it's in your grades, you're in getting your job, whatever, you know, it's just something that in life, if you believe that, I think no matter what, you're always going to end up on top. And I've always believed that, you know, like I didn't go to college. I, me and Kyle, we got in a van and just hit the road, even though at the time, People didn't necessarily believe in us, but we believe so much in ourselves when something my dad instilled in me, it's that there's no way that anyone's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? As far as being successful. Dude, next record has got to have a song called Who Holds Me Down. (laughs) I'm serious, man. That is a great line. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's a a great philosophy. Yeah, it's something that I live by, honestly, and, and I've been very blessed with everything just... I have the best family around me, the best friends and, and, you know, associates, you know, different workers and whatnot. And it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, we're very lucky and, and I really attribute it all to what uh, my dad taught me when I was growing up. Well, there's plenty of things and people that try to shove us down and (laughs) over. And that's why I think every day, man, 
I'm good. I'm going to go into merch, and I better see a shirt that says "Who holds you down?" Because <laughs> it's a great line, man. I know it's great, but I'm you got to pay my dad some royalties. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate this time, you guys. Oh yeah, was, thanks, man. All we, good. We appreciate uh, you taking the time and having us on. Sweet. Well, for all you non-wrestlers out there, I just want to say, see money from slightly stupid. I was a band nerd, and if you're not a wrestler, then you just gotta work for the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day when we recorded this, and they offered me some green to join in with them. I politely declined. But I was like, you just got to smell this. You can tell it's the best. Well, I couldn't. I had no reference point. Great guys. Great tunes. Hope to interview his dad someday, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper.